Welcome to Medical Minefield, the podcast where we talk about the ethical dilemmas at the heart of the health stories that matter the most. I'm Barney Kalman. And I'm Eve Simmons. And we are health journalists, which means we spend our lives asking tough questions to top experts so you don't have to. This week, we're talking about pregnant women and antidepressants. Why are so many pregnant women being told by their GPs to stop taking them? As always, we'd like to know what you think. If you've got a question or have something to say, you can do so on Twitter using the hashtag MedicalMinefield. So what do you think about antidepressants, Eve? Ever taken them? I have a number of times. Well, twice. Yes. So what's... I mean, take me through it. The first time, I was 15 years old and I had a very bad acute bout of anxiety and I was prescribed fluoxetine by my psychiatrist. Did it help? It's really difficult to tell because I was so young. I didn't have that kind of, I guess, insight into my own emotions. And Mm. also it was such an acute bout of anxiety that all I could focus on was my thoughts and how I felt. And I wasn't really conscious of of how the antidepressants might be helping. And also at the time that I went on them, I then, I went back to school and my anxiety had kind of come about during the holidays. And so just that normal routine of being back at school kicked it out of me slightly as well. Mm. So it's difficult to tell whether it worked. So it wasn't a long period of being on them? No, no. And then the second time was when I had anorexia and was hospitalised. They, My psychiatrist decided it would be a good idea to, again, start me on fluoxetine for the anxiety related to the eating disorder. And again, really hard to tell whether it worked because I started treatment for an eating disorder and that, you know, eating also helps. So, I mean, when we've talked about it in the past, you're very adamant that they are a vital medication. I, I did feel, although it's really difficult to tell whether they cured my anxiety or, you know, made things go away and made things get better. I always think these things are multifactorial and it's to do with lots of different things. But what I will say is I'm very conscious of the way that antidepressants can numb certain very acute feelings and just make things feel a little bit more manageable. And I do remember that. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, just to kind of get over a hump. And then once you're over it, you can start to think about all of the practical things or perhaps the underlying things that have caused your problem. But when you're in that state of acute emotion, you're frozen. There's nothing you can do to help yourself. And I think that they do help in that way. Well, it's something we've talked about on this podcast before, that there are many people that take them for far longer. And there is a medical school of thought that although antidepressants are supposed to be taken in the short term, that you could take them for many years. And that if you've got ongoing mental health problems that taking them for two, three, four years or indefinitely could be beneficial in the same way that a diabetic person might need to take medication. Someone who struggles with depression and anxiety could take medication forever and it would help them cope with that. Our resident doctor, Dr Ellie Callan, has spoken about this before openly, hasn't she? She says that Mm. for her, a a regular anti-anxiety medication is... Well, she takes an antidepressant for... For anxiety, anxiety and it calms those physical symptoms which is essential for her to get through every day. Many people take antidepressants. I was just looking this up. 7.3 million people in the UK. Wow. It's, it's roughly one in 10 of the population 
more than that, actually. God, that's sort huge, of, yeah. Around, it's about 70%, I think, and 71 million prescriptions. Apparently, women are almost twice as likely to take mm. these medicines, and it's linked to the fact that particularly younger women are much more likely to suffer from anxiety disorders, mm. and antidepressants are prescribed and very effective for anxiety disorders. Is it not also because women are more likely to present to medical professionals with a mental health problem? Perhaps also. Mm. And I read a really startling statistic. It's quite an old statistic, and I don't know if it's, it's, it's held true, but that one in three women in their lifetime will take an antidepressant. Wow. Which is quite staggering. It's a huge question, isn't it? Why, why are women so much more likely to be diagnosed with anxiety? And it's, that's probably another episode. Absolutely. Um, but the reason it's relevant is that women of childbearing age may well be on an antidepressant mm. and then they get pregnant. Mm. But it seems that some women are being told to stop taking their antidepressants or you know, perhaps large numbers of women are being told to stop taking their antidepressants at the point that they get pregnant. And this, GPs are warning, is exposing them to mental health problems. Mm. And that perhaps they're being told by their GP for well-meaning reasons, because there is some research that suggests that there is a danger to the, the fetus mm. from taking antidepressants. Am I right? Yeah, it's a well-known risk factor for taking antidepressants in pregnancy. Some antidepressants, that there can be problems with lung development and heart development, but in very, very, very small numbers. It's, mm. it's a risk, but it's a small risk. But that they're creating another kind of quite severe mm. risk by exposing these women to severe anxiety problems or depression. And it's very well documented that if you suffer from mental health problems during pregnancy, that they can get so much worse mm. afterwards. And then that would create a risk for the for the baby, for the newborn. And regardless of being pregnant, we know that being told to come off your antidepressants without appropriate guidance, I'm not saying that these GPs aren't giving appropriate guidance, but perhaps there are situations where people are not given enough information about how to come off them safely, puts you at risk of a whole host of other withdrawal, potentially withdrawal symptoms. But I mean, it's a hugely vulnerable time and no woman is going to want to, you know, I mean, just about every friend I've ever had who's got pregnant has given up huge numbers of things mm. in order to protect and preserve and, and give their baby the best possible chance, you know, whether or not that's, you know, giving up eating sushi sushi or cream cheese to avoiding certain aromatherapies that are supposed to be potentially damaging and I think there's a thought even among the most logical of women that the tiniest tiniest risk just isn't worth taking yes exactly so you would understand how it would be it's a very sensitive time to be mm. saying you need to stop taking your tablets mm. well before we go any further let's hear from a woman who this issue has affected personally. Joining us now is Ruth Rowland, who, while she was pregnant with her son, was told to come off her antidepressants and it had disastrous consequences. Ruth, do you mind telling us a little bit about what happened to you? Yeah, so basically it was quite straightforward in the sense that I went to see my GP when I first found out I was pregnant. I was aware that I was obviously taking antidepressants. I had been for some time. Can I ask what you were taking the antidepressants for, Ruth? I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 30. Mm. So I had been taking various medications for about seven years. And this mm. particular one medication that I was still on, I had been on for seven years when I went to see my GP. Mm. So I went, told them I was pregnant, 
you know, how I went about registering for maternity care. And one of the things that I raised was the fact that I was taking antidepressants and he told me to stop taking them immediately. Hmm. Did he say why? Because of the danger to my unborn child. And did he outline what those dangers were? He just said that they can be born with sort of congenital defects. And what was your reaction? Did you instantly think, yes, absolutely, I'll I'll come off them? Or were you a bit worried about that? I just thought straight away, I thought, my God, you know, I need to stop taking them obviously straight away. And I did, Mm. I followed my GP's advice and I stopped taking them straight away and Mm. became very unwell very rapidly. And what was the fallout of that? Well, I started with muscle spasms throughout my body, facial tics, and then my mental health kind of spiralled out of control as well. Yeah, wasn't able to sleep, wasn't really able to function at all well, Mm. and just felt very lost at the time. And was this while you were pregnant? This was while I was pregnant. This was in the early stages of my pregnancy. Presumably you you were under a mental health specialist. Did you seek help from your specialist at all? I wasn't under the care of a mental health specialist. Mm. I was only under the care of my GP. So I reached out to an old GP of mine Mm. that was from where I used to live. And he sought me some advice and told me to restart taking the medication. I sought support from a friend of mine who tried to contact my GPs. And they then said that they were going to support me with some community mental health support. And they were going to get the crisis team to contact us, which didn't happen. And in the end, my friend who was kind of looking after me at the time contacted the community mental health team directly and they said there was no one to support me at that time and if she was that worried about me to take me to A&E and that's what she had to do um, because she was worried for my personal safety and that that of the baby. Hmm. And and how did that A&E experience end? Did you end up getting the help you needed that way? I did thankfully. I had an emergency psychiatric review and they reiterated to get me back on the medication as straight away. And I continued to take that medication throughout my pregnancy. And my son was born with no problems at all, you know, no physical or any form of health issue as a result of taking those antidepressants during my pregnancy. And I was then seen by the crisis team daily for about two weeks afterwards. And I was also referred and seen within. I think it was the next day, by a psychiatrist that specialised in perinatal care, mental health care. And she was quite appalled by the care that I was given. And that prompted a review into community mental health support for pregnant women in my area. Ruth, can I ask, did the GP ever find out what had happened due to their decision to advise you to come off antidepressants? No, no. If you could tell them something now what would it be i would tell them now that they need to go back to school basically and update their education on how to treat women and care for women who are pregnant and taking mental health medication well listen ruth thank you so much for joining us thank you god what a shocking story this patient goes to her doctor, someone with a significant Mm. mental health history and is given the advice to just come off her pills with basically no further guidance and 
with absolutely disastrous consequences that mm. could have been even worse. Mm. And that was the result of a consultation mm. with the GP. No discussion, really, no back and forth. And think if that was any other medication, you know, if she was a diabetic and told to come off her medication. Well, exactly. Exactly. Now, I know you have a theory about this as well, that doctors are advising this. It's, it's wrapped up in a, a kind of dogma about female health. Uh, look, I think that pregnant women bring about somewhat of a conundrum because there always seems to be this priority that is the unborn child. And not that I'm saying that shouldn't be the case, but I think often women are overlooked because mm. the health of the child is paramount. And what some doctors were saying to me about this when I spoke to them during the week was that doctors are scared. They're fearful of a pregnant woman because of what could happen to the baby if the woman does something that we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And I think, unfortunately, the, the byproduct of that is that the health of the woman is maybe pushed to the side slightly. And I think that, you know, we've seen this in the Shrewsbury maternity mm. health scandal, that at the end of the day, what all of those staff were looking at was the health of the child, at which they wrongly assumed, you know, would be better if women had a natural birth rather than a caesarean, mm. which wasn't the case. And maybe pregnant women should go all natural and not take their mental health If they were free of any substances, <laughs> oh, they'd, you know, the child would be born royal or something. No. Well, look, next let's talk to a GP who really knows about women's health. On the line now we have GP author and broadcaster Philippa Kay. Uh, Philippa, thanks so much for finding some time to talk to us. Thanks for having me. It's a really important issue. We're talking today about antidepressants in pregnancy and the concerns that have been raised on social media by some GPs that women are being wrongly advised to stop taking antidepressants during pregnancy. I believe that you feel it, it should be approached with extreme caution, this kind of advice. I think that everybody needs to be having a discussion about what might be safe and appropriate for you. And we are all unique and we all need individualised care. And when we're discussing any medication in pregnancy, not just antidepressants, we need to acknowledge that there is likely to be more uncertainty surrounding risks because of difficulties. I think in this particular situation that we need to be talking, as we always do, about the balance of risk versus benefit. And actually, people should not be stopping medication, especially antidepressants, suddenly, whether or not they are pregnant, in order to prevent withdrawal symptoms and other situations. In an ideal world, we would be having conversations like this before you even try to conceive. But reality is, is that that's not always possible. Let me turn it around slightly. Many women when they get pregnant, you know, I have a friend who wouldn't even take a paracetamol when she was pregnant and she was well educated and said, you know, that, that they hadn't done medical trials. You know, you just didn't know whether it was safe, etc. There must be many instances where you get the reverse, where, where women say they want to stop taking antidepressants or might even, you suspect, be making that decision for themselves without talking to their doctor. What would you say to that woman who wanted to stop taking antidepressants and, you know, you felt shouldn't? I think that the conversation is about our weigh scales again of risk versus benefit and what people often underestimate is the benefit 
and especially when you're very unwell with your mental health, you may lose some insight into that and you lose insight into necessarily how unwell you are. Now, the benefits of being on antidepressants is a well mother and a well mother is more likely to be able to look after herself. And we know that with severe depression, you are less likely to be able to look after yourself, to eat a healthy diet. You're more likely to drink alcohol or have other risky behaviors like taking drugs. When your whole world is overwhelmed with depression, that getting out of bed is seemingly impossible. Attending your antenatal care, even if that's routine antenatal care, can become very difficult. And so all of that potentially has an effect on the baby. All pregnant women, whether or not you're antidepressant, have an, on average, about 3% risk of having a baby with any type of birth defect. And when researchers say that antidepressants might increase the risk of certain birth defects, they're talking about a very small increase. So, for example, one study showed that antidepressants increase the risk that the baby might have this lung high blood pressure by about 1%, but that risk was already very small. And so the overall risk is very low. And so what I would be doing is having conversations with women about their particular concerns. Is it breastfeeding? Is it pregnancy? Is it withdrawal? And then trying to go through that with them together. And I think that for some women, it's important to involve the perinatal mental health specialists as well. Philippa, we've heard from quite a few women who say that their GPs told them to stop taking antidepressants during pregnancy. And, and also, interestingly, GPs who are very vocal on this topic and have you similar to yours say that there's this fear among medical professionals about the health and wellness of the baby and that tends to kind of override any concerns about the mother why is it that you think that those risks for the child seem to be in the forefront of GPs minds I think that when we prescribe any medicine on somebody that is coded on our system as pregnant you're going to get lots of alerts flashing up and that automatically makes you think oh I need to check this and checking doesn't mean not prescribing it means checking and sort of taking these things into consideration and I think that evidence has changed over the years and I think that that information takes time to trickle through and I think that there are still stigmas associated with mental health that affect everybody in the population and may influence people and I think that it is something that we definitely need to educate more on but I think it's really important to reassure women that you can put your health and the health of your baby first at the same time. And if the balance is for you, that staying well mentally is what's going to keep both you and your baby safe, then that may well be the right thing for you. People are often worried when they come to me with bits of paper printed off the internet, and I never worry about that. If you've gone to the NHS website and it says about antidepressant pregnancy, or if you've gone to a Mind Charity website and there's a lot of information about antidepressant pregnancy, and you come and you print that out and you say, actually, I think maybe I can, or can I? If I don't know the answer, that's going to prompt me to look it up. And that's great because I'm going to learn something too. So I don't think that you should ever be afraid about going to the doctor with a piece of paper you printed off the internet. If it's come from somewhere that looks like it's an influencer that's being paid or, you know, whatever else, and I'm not sure that that's true information, then I will still look that up for you and we can discuss that together. And I think that at the end of the day, you want to find a GP that you feel that together you're on the same team looking after your mental health. Mm. Philippa, I wish you were my GP. <laughs> that's exactly- 
exactly what I was going to say. And then I was going to say, but it would be weird because we actually work together, wouldn't it? So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. Also, Bonnie, if you were pregnant, that would be more unusual. You never know well, these days. Uh, we do never know, but it would still be more unusual. <laughs> it would. Look, thank you so much for uh, spending some time explaining things to us so clearly. You're welcome. I hope that it helps people. I appreciated the part where Philippa said that she welcomed patients coming in holding a, a bit of paper with uh, something about their condition. Many doctors over mm. the years have told me that patients come in holding an article printed in the Mail on Sunday, which is the newspaper that we work for, <laughs> and they roll their eyes. And it's almost an in-joke in medical circles that if someone reads our section, that they're over-informed and going to make trouble for Those them. pesky patients, Those pesky they're going to ask about a brilliant treatment that they can't get access to yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we really throw a spanner in their works, don't we? Yeah, but I mean, there are doctors out there, aren't there, who think that Philippa is wrong and actually there should be a blanket rule. Women should not be prescribed antidepressants in pregnancy because the risks are too large for the child. Well, it's a striking view. And we're going to speak to a mental health expert who has this view right now. On the line now is John Reid, who is a clinical psychologist at the University of East London. John, we're talking today about GPs who tell pregnant women to come off their antidepressants because the the risks are considered quite large for the newborn baby. Am I right in thinking that you think that, in fact, that's not such a terrible thing to be doing? I think it's right that GPs are cautious about using antidepressants for pregnant women. The first thing to say is there's relatively little research, so we don't know for sure what the risks are uh, on pregnant women because uh, the drug companies tend not to do research on those sorts of things. So we are working in the dark a little bit, which, which means it is right for GPs to be cautious. And what we do know is that they used early in pregnancy, there is a small risk of heart defects, spina bifida and cleft lip in babies. There's also a slight increased risk of miscarriage and premature birth. And also used in the last month, just before birth, there is a small risk of postpartum hemorrhage, which is heavy bleeding in the first 24 hours after the birth. So there are some real real concerns. I think it's good to hear that GPs are being very cautious about using antidepressants on, with pregnant women. John, I think that the concern is that these women are being advised to stop taking antidepressants and then their mental health is suffering and the risks and benefits aren't being weighed up in those instances. Do you not think it's it's more, you know, nuanced than just the risk to the fetus? Of, of course it's nuanced. Yes, you always have to balance the benefits and the side effects in, in any situation. But I'm not sure what the evidence is that women's mental health is deteriorating when they come off the antidepressants, unless they're taken off too quickly, which is very often the case. So what, what often happens is that you have withdrawal effects, which are only just beginning to be recognized in the last four or five years, getting confused with the return of the, the depression. So if, if women are, or anybody for that matter, is withdrawn very, very slowly and carefully, then there really is quite a small chance of any deterioration in, in mental health. The risks to the baby and, and to the mum really should take precedence. But if somebody has a diagnosed mental health condition, just like with any other, you know, with a physical health condition, and they're prescribed antidepressants, that's their treatment, taking them off is then denying them of their treatment, and then, of course, they're, they're going to get worse, no? Oh, well, if you take them off against their consent, and obviously I'm assuming, of course, that GPs are doing this in consultation 
unilaterally to say I am taking you off these drugs would be unethical. Mm, but pregnant women are by very nature very risk averse. And so as soon as, as somebody who you know has some medical authority says there may be a risk to your unborn child, of course you're going to say, OK, well, do whatever you need to do to make it safe. Well, the, the alternative is to not to tell them about the risks. And that, of course, is unethical. So what we have to rely on here is the basic ethical principle of informed consent. And if we make sure we're complying with that principle, then we won't go far wrong. What that involves, though, is telling women about these risks. And my, my concern is that they're actually very often not told about them. I and mean, we've conducted the largest survey ever conducted of people on antidepressants and found that they're very rarely told about many of the adverse effects. That's more my concern. But if, if they are told about it, then it's their choice whether they stay on it or not. John, am I right in thinking that you feel overall that the risks of taking antidepressant medicines are underplayed? Oh, very much so, yes. The side effects are quite broad. I mean, if we look at um, basic things like the emotional numbing involved, even for for that relatively small number of people for whom it, it does work better than placebo, and that is a small number, it's only severely depressed people that get any benefit from the drugs beyond placebo. But what comes with that... Um, There's a whole range of adverse effects, and and the emotional numbing in particular is a problem, and there's sexual dysfunction and so forth, and nausea, diarrhea, abdominal pain, etc., etc. But in terms of the parenting issue, if these mums in the first few weeks and months are sort of closed down emotionally, which is essentially what antidepressants do, they, they, they can reduce depression, but they reduce all emotions then yes, I am, would be concerned about that because you really need to be tuned into your emotions to be a good parent in those first few weeks of life. But surely, I mean, you're talking about tuning into emotions and most people I know have been uh, prescribed antidepressants, obviously this is anecdotal, they have a whole set of emotions that really don't need tuning into at all. <laughs> and tuning them out really helps them move past those and surely the worst thing to be passing on to your infant is not, you know, trace amounts of medication in breast milk, but someone who's climbing the walls with anxiety and unable to look after their child at all. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's about risks and benefits. Of course, everything is a balance. And that's why I always stress the issue of informed consent. And so GPs should be having and are having, I'm sure, the better GPs anyway, will be having informed discussions with the mums about pros and cons and of course, there's benefits for some people. As I say, and I think it's important to remember that to the vast majority of people on antidepressants, they actually know better than placebo. But that doesn't mean they're not helping. It's just that what's helping is, is the having done something and feeling like you're being cared about by the GP. It's not actually the, the chemicals in, in, the, in the pills because there is no chemical imbalance that's causing depression in the first place. So we've got to remember that. But there are benefits. And of course, if mum... Having heard all the, the pros and cons, wants to carry on taking them, it's absolutely they're right. But we must remember that the NICE guidebook stress that for pregnant women, um, the lowest dose possible must be used. John, you mentioned that um, in the vast majority of cases, antidepressants are no better than placebo. Is that true also for other mental health conditions like anxiety and perhaps other anxiety disorders like OCD where they might be prescribed? Well, there's very little research on antidepressants for OCD and so forth. That's really, we honestly don't know is the the answer. But there is for anxiety, isn't there? They're quite effective, much more effective than placebo, I believe. SSRIs. For anxiety. SSRIs have some benefit 
for anxiety, but that was kind of an afterthought. They're supposed to be for depression, and now they're being prescribed for all sorts of other things. I, I find a little worrying. But I'm, actually, I'm not too bothered about placebo. Placebo is a good thing. I mean, it means you're feeling better because of the expectations that you have to feel better, the hope you have, the feeling cared about by the person who has prescribed you something. It's not a bad thing, placebo. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. John Reed, thank you very much for finding some time to talk to us. Thanks for having me. Bye for now. Hi. Sorry to interrupt your listening, but there's another great podcast from the Mail on Sunday you might want to try. Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, offering a weekly look into the life of Britain's most unfiltered columnist. That's me. Find us at mailplus.co.uk. I know that John Reed's view is not a mainstream one, but, mm. um, you know... He is among a minority of clinicians who campaigned essentially on the issue of withdrawal symptoms and the fact that many of the negative effects of antidepressants were covered up, not published properly, uh, not talked about. And he was certainly seen as an extremist. It wasn't a mainstream view. And yet, eventually... Even the guidelines had to change, I think it was in 2018, to recognise the fact that you do get withdrawal from antidepressants and that it is something that needs to be discussed with patients and that it shouldn't be dismissed. So that's Mm. the reason that I'd I'd listen to him Mm. and, and say, you know, I wonder if he has a view on this. I think some of what he says is very interesting and absolutely, you know, he was on the money with that. Although some doctors at the time did say this is something that we have known about for a long time. Oh, absolutely. And many doctors would have had that conversation. And the risk comes from not warning patients about it and not speaking to them properly about what to expect and not making sure they're tapering off. Because actually, if patients are tapering off and, and withdrawing from the antidepressants slowly, it's unlikely that they will have the You mean withdrawal not making symptoms. sure that they don't stop cold turkey? Exactly. But the thing that I find problematic, to use a problematic term, um, <laughs> about what John term. Reed says is that this idea that oh, it's okay that antidepressants is no better than placebo because it does help some patients. And there's this kind of attitude that well they think it's working so that must Mm. be great and that kind of but there's a lot of research that shows for depression Mm. it's a bit like but painkillers are the same most studies into painkillers show that they work no better than placebo but i'm sure they work i take a painkiller for a headache and my headache stops am i imagining that i mean it blows my mind but the thing is people with mental health problems spend so long trying to come to the conclusion that their health problem is real and really accept it for what it is, which is a real serious health problem. Mm. And this idea that the treatment that's there for them might not even work, they just think that it's working, is speaking to this idea that mental illness isn't real, I feel slightly. I think the other thing is that from these conversations, I can see clearly how it's all about the marketing of this message. Yeah. And that if you just say there is a risk of neural tube defects, there is a risk of lung damage, there is a risk of heart defects, etc. Even if you give figures, it's a bit like when you tell a patient, uh, or this is what doctors tell me, you, you say to a patient, you've got cancer. Mm. Uh, then nothing else you say after that yeah. will sink in. No. The minute you tell a pregnant woman there's a risk 
They won't hear anything else. Yeah. That's just the words. There's a risk to your baby, and they're not going to hear that. So it's really important that the way that this is told to a woman who is expecting is done in the right way, and I, that's clearly what's not happening. I imagine actually that most of these women on the on the Twitter threads and such like, they haven't gone into their GP and their GP hasn't said, you must stop taking those antidepressants mm. because your baby will come out deformed or something. Yeah. It's going to be a much more subtle thing than that, isn't it? And which is why also it's really important that perhaps the doctor knows the woman and understands mm. their mental health situation and can say, well, I know in your case, it's actually really important that you keep taking your antidepressants. Well, let's hope everyone can have access to a wonderful GP that knows them <laughs> and get, is able to get um, hold of them and get an appointment. It's and 2022 after all. Yeah. <clears throat> well, look, that's all we've got time for. If you want to know more about what we've been talking about today, you can read all about it in this weekend's The Mail on Sunday and tweet us with any questions or suggestions for Medical Minefield using the hashtag Medical Minefield. Or email us at health at mailonsunday.co.uk. We'll be back with another topic on Medical Minefield next week. See you then. Goodbye.